What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 203. Today we'll talk about the the unusually negative day that we saw and i'm saying unusually because a lot of people were under the impression that today we should be crossing 10350 and possibly touching the next level the next important level i think uh, what most people are calling uh, the 100 dma and that that's around 10460 or so but clearly that did not happen in fact even 10100 levels have been rejected so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about a bit more i won't say a lot more because you know i i i believe in under promising and hopefully over delivering but we'll talk about a bit more on top of that so without any further ado make sure that you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at and let's get started before jumping into the market snapshot I was looking at a few stats of my podcast and I noticed something very interesting around 15% of the listeners listen to uh, these episodes on a Mac so if you listen to it on a Mac if you're listening to this episode on a Mac that's some very interesting news uh, you know I think Apple is uh, is rumored to switch from Intel processors to their own uh, in-house processors so that's going to be wild that's going to be pretty cool I don't know if you guys are into tech, but uh, if so, that's uh, that's a very exciting piece of news. And I know it really isn't related to the Indian markets because Intel is, of course, an American-listed company. Uh, but these past few years, in fact, have been very rough for Intel because uh, recently, and when I say recently, I mean around three to four years ago, uh, AMD really really upped the ante on their processors and. They, with their Ryzen series out it was just they were they were just doing really well so intel has been uh, you know from that top market leader position they've they've they're really going down and i it's it's really sad to see that happening because uh, you know intel is of course a legacy brand of sorts but it really goes to show that unless you stay on top of your game at all times you are always under threat especially if you are the market leader and uh, there's another interesting observation and the reason I'm why I'm saying that is because it's just extra additional information unrelated to the markets but still some good to know insight of sorts i was speaking to one of my friends who's in the tech space uh tech space and he was telling me that uh there there's there's one very distinct common element between all of these companies which are you know supposedly underdogs but have really established themselves very very well and that is the fact that the management the ceos and stuff are massive tech nerds and they are more on the technical side rather than the managerial side and i'm sure that there are companies which uh, which point towards the contrary but it was still a pretty good pretty cool observation on his part so i thought i'd mention that but anyway uh, getting back to the indian markets getting back to the topic at hand we are looking at nifty at 10046.65 it's down a massive 120.8 points or 1.19% now uh, i would love to say that most of this is because of the global markets 
But I don't think that is the reason because when Nifty opened, it was a mild positive open. And from there, it did rise up quite a bit. I think uh, it was just about to attempt 10,300 levels. But after that, I don't know what happened. It was hovering around 10,200 for a bit, hovering around the previous close for a bit, and really bouncing off around that 10 to 50 level. But then it, it just really, really went down uh, soon after, possibly because of the underlying stocks, especially HDFC Bank, LNT Reliance and such. So that might be one of the reasons. And in case you're wondering, I have tweeted and shared uh, shared a picture of the underlying stocks of Nifty, the top underlying stocks of Nifty on all my social platforms. You can check that out. It's it's a great uh, sort of you know thing to refer back to. And had you uh, had you referred to it today, you could have really really uh, helped understand where Nifty might go based on what the underlyings are looking like. Now uh, moving into uh, the FIDI data and such. I'm not sure if this is the updated data, but right now NSE is showing me 813 crores buying for the FIs and 1238 crores selling for the DIs. That's not really a good sign. Uh, it does indicate that the DIs have started to sell. If you remember, the DIs had bought at lower levels. They were the ones buying at 7,508,000. The FIs, however, were the ones selling at those levels. So it only makes sense that the DIs might just be profit booking at these levels. You never know. Uh, but that's what we're seeing. The AD ratio right now is 0.68, which is not good. Uh, but it's far from bad. It's far from the sell-off days that we've seen. All broad market indices are down. Small caps have not performed that poorly. Mid caps have not have not performed that poorly. It's it's, it's fairly evenly slash well balanced. I feel Nifty Bank really did not do well. In fact, banking in general, BFSI in general, really not that great. Uh, private bank is down. BSE Bank is down. Financial services is down. Nifty Auto is fairly okayish. 05 percent down. Not a lot. Nifty Pharma is up marginally. Nifty FMCG is up marginally. And uh, because the broad market is down, we're seeing fixed income indices performing very well. Talking about the most ac active equities, we're seeing idea at 10 rupees, which is fine. It's it's bound to it's bound to go down for a bit. It might even touch those single digit levels uh, for a bit. That's that's completely normal after all. It just went like 4x in some time. And uh, Mr. Damani, the uh, DMARTs, Founder had purchased on 31st March, if I remember correctly, 37 million shares of Idea at 3.15 rupees. So he's effectively 4xed his investment, I think. A massive investment, of course. And he's 4xed it. It's crazy uh, how, how early on he jumped on the ship. We are seeing Tata Motors also down 3.64%. I had spoken about this stock uh, yesterday. I'd shared it on my social media platforms. I'd shared the chart. I had said that it's hitting speed breakers. Let's see what happens. And uh, trying to see if there are any price spurts and volume spurts so that we can you know, have some stocks to look out for tomorrow. But there don't appear to be any well-known ones on that list. I'm looking at the 52-week highs here, and Adani Green stands out. Apparently, Adani Green has earned or won some tender or some big contract, which is why it's been on the rise. And I'm assuming that a fair bit of that must also be insider trading because it's it's just been on a wild ride since, since the past few days. In fact, the past few months, uh, last sometime last year or sometime early this year, it was really doing very, very well. Uh, on an upper circuit, I think, from 50 or so levels to the levels that we're seeing right now. So very good. Alok Industries, Bear Corp, Dawat, 
LT Foods, all of those, you know, well-known stocks are here on this list. Again, they have been here since quite some time. They're very frequent and common appearances on our list. The 52-week lows, it's the same one as yesterday, Krishana, Krishna, Foschem, however it's said. However you want to say it, that's the right way. Let's just go with that. Uh, looking at the bulk deals, we're seeing Apex, Frozen Foods, Equitus Holdings, Equitus Holdings, just a lot of activity happening. Eibel Housing Finance, Just Dial, NCC, PVR, RBL Bank. And, and it appears like these all of these are usual suspects because we're seeing uh, bulk deals on these stocks just so frequently. It's crazy. New short selling Kotak Bank. So keep an eye out for that if you are in Kotak Bank positions. Coming to Brent, uh, we're seeing WTI at $37.96 per barrel down 0.6%. Brent is at $40.47 per barrel down 0.81%. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of mixed reports now. Just last night, I was reading a few reports how there might be a marginal uh, profit booking slash correction happening, but the overall trend is possibly positive. That completely contrasts the other article that I had read yesterday, which says that $35 per barrel is where it, it will definitely go. So, you know, that just shows just how much of a difference there is between analysts. And again, I personally don't track crude that much. The only reason I talk about it in these episodes is because I feel it's 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 just good to know information, right? So uh, I'm not quite sure where it might move, but I just thought I'd let you guys know anyway. 75.63 is where USD INR is at. And uh, it's also very cool, you know, today as well, INR went up, you know, INR depreciated, USD INR went up and the equity markets went down. And most of the times, this is the relationship that happens. But a lot of times, uh, you know, sometime during the COVID crisis uh, directly is when that relationship was not followed. So I'm, I'm curious why that is. Uh, but then it is still well within that range that we were seeing 75.68 or so is probably going to be the level to look out for. After that, 75.82. And after that, as I said, 76. On the lower side, though, uh, 75.3 or so is a good level, but I think that 75.05, 75.1 is where it really has a lot of support. So it can go up to there very safely, in my opinion. And I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see uh, any good news-based items to see if, if you know, something can move. Apparently, Jyotir Aditya Sindhya and his mother have tested positive for COVID. Not that it impacts the markets at all. Uh, but it's just a very interesting piece of news. And uh, yeah, I can't quite find any other piece of news right here. So uh, please don't rely on this. Yeah, you know, this exclusively. I'm sure that there is some news happening. It's just that I can't find any. Uh, global markets look all right. All European markets are down. Uh, most Asian markets are flat to negative. Some are very negative, like set composite, which is down 2%. NASDAQ is yet to open, so it's 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 just likely that it's going to open down because U.S. markets, of course, had a record day uh, yesterday. And, uh, of course, today profit booking might just be likely. So that's a possibility. Anyway, let's move to my indices. All right, we're looking at Nifty's intraday chart, 15-minute chart here. R1 resistance was real for Nifty. It, it was quite strong initially. 10,150 is a very good level for Nifty, which is around where it had opened. 
and uh, that that's right around where it bounced up from its low so it was at a very good level at open uh, but then after that it was able to breeze through the pivot point but then the r1 level was really what was very difficult for it to for it to breach add to that yesterday's consolidation area is also where uh, today it took resistance so it's it's sort of all combined together and it it really was not a good day for nifty because of that uh, so after around 12 15 pm or so you can see that it's it was almost in a consistent downtrend after that so uh, not not very good to see that happening but then uh, you know it was bound to happen i feel and uh, whether this this sort of negativity is sustained or not uh, is something that i don't think that it's 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 you know it's the right time to answer because it's all it's very likely that we might just see a bounce happening at that 10,000 level because 10,000 level is of course very important and uh, if it's broken though I feel that that is more of a fair estimate of what the real value of nifty right now is because while a lot of people are saying that you know eventually the markets and eventually the economy will open up completely the effects of that and the real uh, you know the real value that will be derived out of economic activity will not justify pre-COVID levels just yet. And of course, India is going to see a, a contraction in the economy, which is, which you know, you, you can't have a contraction in the economy and you, you can't reach pre-contraction levels while you are expected to have contract. That's just not how it works. Because even though economic indicators are not directly, uh, you know, signs or benchmarks for the market performance, they are going to be a benchmark for the company's demand and the supply and all of those things. So when the company is not expected to do well, when companies in general are possibly not going to do well because the because the citizens don't have enough money to spend because the GDP is not that high, you can't really expect pre-COVID levels. So I'm personally of the opinion that this was bound to happen and it's a good, it's a good thing that this happened. Whether or not this is sustained, it's a different question altogether and one I, I personally feel it's a bit early to say because this is just the first candle the first negative candle which is there and uh, this is this is still it's it's right at support it's not like it's it's broken all supports and it's, it's just headed down that is really not the case even after it breaches 10,000 it's got 9970 it's got all of the other levels so it's 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 not that negative at the same time I would not call it positive either uh, so if if you have longs, if you are intending on going long, do so, but do so carefully. You might be looking at scalping and such. Uh, if the market is not too strong, of course, tomorrow based on global queues, there is a chance that it might not be too strong. So be prepared for that. But then if you're long, if you're short, just make sure that you're very cautious because this is not in the trend anymore. The market from uh, 26th May or so, or rather from 27th May, to approximately, well, to yesterday was in a very clear uptrend. That is not the case right now. If you were longing, you know, if you were long on Nifty in any form, you would have likely made money at least on one or two days, if not all of the, if not most of the days during that week or so, during that, that week or two actually. But uh, that is probably not going to be the case if we are going to see consolidations or if we are going to see range-bound movements or if we are going to see negative movements. So just make sure that you are very cautious with your trades and uh, make sure that, you know, 
you're either looking at scalping or you're, you're just being greedy with your profits unless you are willing to take that additional risk so that's my take on uh, the daily level the daily place where nifty is at in terms of price levels i think yesterday's levels still stand in terms of the upside we're probably just looking at yesterday's price levels and reversal levels plus today's price levels and reversal levels you know on the on the downside we're of course looking at 9970 after 10k but after that we've got a few important levels like uh what is it 9885 is one and if i can just find it somehow i can help you with it it my my chart just has so many retracements and such it's very difficult so uh, yeah around 9890 9800 is going to be one important level after that it's going to be around 9830 and worst case scenario we're probably looking at 9700 some levels so I, i'll give you the exact 9740 or so is where we should be looking at and 13 moving averages right there so i think it all checks out that way in terms of you know where bank nifty is placed bank nifty yesterday was slightly more bullish than nifty but then clearly uh that 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 bullishness has not really carried forward it's not really aged that well and we are seeing it down we're seeing lower highs and lower lows so that's not a good sign at all in terms of bank nifty support so it's very clear 20500 is going to be one of them 20400 followed by 20376 and if things really really don't work out then we're probably looking at 20250 or so on the plus side again yesterday's levels and the previous levels that we've spoken about should do so let's move on to my trades now right so coming to my trades once again reliance i'm not sure if i had mentioned this yesterday or not but i am looking at equities for the time being it's better from a risk management management perspective at least for right now so that's what i'm looking at and uh, reliance now that actually literally this second now that i look at it we're seeing such a clean downtrend we're seeing such a very it's almost it's it's like a straight line trust me 15 minute chart on reliance you can see so clearly it's on a downtrend if only i had realized this intraday then the outcome would have possibly been different but uh i'm i'm here to talk about what i did not what i could have done uh, well not exclusively what i could have done but anyway so when the market opened i was i was i was i was in two minds on reliance because honestly while it looked very good while you know things things looked quite negative because it was below the moving average it was a gap down open market was not that strong it was just up 35 or so points if i remember correctly and uh, the close of reliance was below its previous lows so all things looked good for a short i went ahead with a short i took a minor profit on the short because it was coming up from the s1 now this should have been my first sign that the pivot points are being respected by reliance uh because s1 level was respected quite well so because it was being respected i thought that hey you know might as well just go long reliance uh because i don't want to lose my profits and i want to scale them up so i went long reliance i did a double exit you know exited my shorts and entered into the same amount of uh, longs and i trailed reliance i was having breakfast at this point so i was really you know more of a passive observer in the markets rather than an active trader for those 15 20 minutes which is where reliance really made its move and not only did it make make its move but it also started turning back so 
unfortunately i was not able to exit quite in time to bank really nice profits as a result i i banked minor profits from there i tried to take trades try to get into the market just so i can earn a good return and finally get those profits that i was getting back unfortunately that did not really work out and i ended the day in in a minor gain um you know it's it's probably good to cover brokerage but that's that's about it uh so which is not really good but then that's fine you know as long as it's not a negative day i'm happy uh but in terms of you know lessons areas where i could have improved during the day i think that greed really really messed me up and i talk about this just so many times one would imagine that i would have finally learned my lesson by now unfortunately i have not and uh, it it's really not too pleasant admitting these things because you know you're admitting that you're stubborn and you're shit at it uh, but i have to because you know i'm just i'm accountable to this uh, to this podcast i have to share everything so i think greed got the better of me today i was hoping for even more gains even though that gain was well well above my uh, profit target and i paid the price uh, while it was not a negative day you know it's not being negative is not the benchmark it is a good thing but it's not the benchmark in my opinion so possibly coming forward going ahead i am going to look at just being more greedy with my profits where i just take them snatch them up like i used to do with my uh, nifty calls and puts where even if i was getting 10 20 rupees on the call or put i would just snatch it enjoy my profits and live life happily and yeah i'm, I'm assuming that oh uh, that's going to help another area where i feel i i kind of fell short is just discipline because i was not too strict with my stops exits and such had i done that i could have possibly done slightly better my emotions did catch up because you know i had to let go such a considerable gain uh, but i think that's that's natural at this point so i'm not going to beat myself over it uh, too much but i'm still going to be kind of pissed with myself for not being greedy enough to take profits and being greedy enough to get more profits instead so that sucks but that's fine you know it's something that i can overcome thankfully and yeah that is the only trade that i took and uh, those were the lessons i hope you found those helpful and informative hopefully you can't find those relatable because if you do then you're suffering from the same mistakes that i am uh, so hopefully you know you're just laughing it off that ha 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 you know thankfully i do not do those mistakes any more because that that's a good thing if you don't but if you do it's fine it's not too late to uh, start over it's not too late to you know reconsider your mistakes and choices and adopt the right path so i hope you found this helpful and informative i am looking at a few changes uh, you know for the podcast not just the format but also how things are right now and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be better hopefully it's going to be much better and hopefully you'll get even more out of it so with that that's it for this episode i hope you found this helpful and informative as i've said for the fourth time now happy trading tomorrow and see you in the next mm-hmm.